Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right. Hello, guys, and welcome back. We got another podcast, the second one this week, and our second annual All-Star Weekend podcast. Doing it bigger and doing it better, hopefully. So I bring back my buddy Chris again, and we'll break down the All-Star rosters, thoughts on on the rosters themselves, maybe some snubs, who wins MVP, what team wins. Then we'll get into all the events, the rising stars, the fact that there's no shooting stars this year, the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, the three-point contest, and the slam dunk contest. So it's going to be a great one this year. So we start with the overall rosters. And Chris, if you had to give me a letter grade on the overall all-star rosters, what would you grade it? Is this on the whole roster the starters? Just the the whole rosters in general. Uh, let's go with the B. Solid okay. B. I don't really like the start of Wade at shooting guard for the East. Okay. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is definitely more deserving. Carmelo's not too exciting for the East starting either. I mean, he should be in the game, but he's just not like that thrill guy, I would yeah. say. I really hate that Lillard got snubbed again. I'm, he should be in it. I don't like that. Cousins, I think, should be starting the game. It blows my mind that he's not. First of all, because... He's by far the best center in the league, and the West doesn't even have a starting center, which is annoying because that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and then, obviously, with Kobe starting, that's that's totally fair. Does he does he deserve it this year? No, but does he deserve it because of his career? Hundred percent. He's been a part of every All Star game since like nineteen ninety eight or nine. So obviously, he deserves to get that last last attempt at the start. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I would have to go slightly higher. I would say I would say B plus because at this point, like, it's really hard to start criticizing the fans because, well, I shouldn't say hard. It's it's too easy to criticize the fans because every year they get something wrong. Like Wade starting over Butler, we agree is tragic. Carmelo starting over Drummond is also wrong, and not just because Drummond's better this year, but because entertainment factor. I think Drummond's more entertaining, like you said, than a Carmelo Anthony. Definitely. So. Uh, I would give it a B plus, but uh, you look at the overall rosters, and because I don't really pay attention to the starting lineup anymore, like we said, for the fan reasons. But the overall rosters, I'm pretty satisfied with the Eastern Conference. I'm I'm really I'm really good with. I don't think I think that that last spot could have gone to Isaiah Kemba or it, it. Reggie was in the running, but then he kind of had a slow start the last couple the last couple weeks, and that kind of hurt him. But uh, so I was fine if Isaiah or Kemba got in. Ultimately, it was Isaiah, so I was fine with that. I'm completely fine with the East roster, and then in the West, again, just looking at it from an overall roster perspective, because I don't expect the fans to get it right at this point. I'm okay with it. I really like it, and I agree that Lillard is a snub. Like if you had to pick one, but I don't really know who he gets in. I'm fine with it because of. Like you could make the argument over Aldridge because Lillard's better than Aldridge. But I think with how good the Warriors and the Spurs are, if you're going to give the Hawks four players last year, yeah, then, well, that was then you got to give... Yeah, it was because the East was bad last year. Like not even They didn't even have enough All-Stars to make a team. So that was, that was just horrific last year. But in the West, I think you got to give Golden State three because I think Green, Clay, and Clay is the only one you could kind of argue yeah, is Clay, not really deserving. Draymond for sure would be yeah. like to argue. Right, right, right. So I but I think all three of them deserve it. I think Kawhi absolutely deserves an all star. And Aldridge, he's a fringe guy and I'm okay with giving it to him, like I said, because the Spurs and Warriors are so dominant. I'm okay with the Spurs getting two, the Thunder getting two, and the Warriors getting three. Because I think I think that those teams are just so good that I think I think they deserve that. 
So I, I'm okay with that. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Dirk get in because I just I like Dirk, but well with Blake he got he's in the game. He no, oh he's injured, but yeah, right. He's got to be in the roster. Right? No, he he wasn't. Huh. He wasn't because he was a coaching decision. He didn't make the vote, and oh, then the coaches okay. didn't pick okay, him. Okay, I was gonna say that opens up a spot for a guy. Okay, right, yeah. right, yeah. So so I guess we've already kind of talked about it. The snubs. Um, you said Lillard. I agreed. Uh, Chris, state your case for who in the West he replaces and why. I I would say that's tough because you brought up a good point with the Spurs thing. But Aldridge really hasn't been like that. Not only is he really not that exciting of a player because it's mm-hmm. essentially what the fans want to see is alley-oops and dunks and three-point. He's just going to go in there. He's setting screens. He's hitting the mid-range jumper. So it's just like, ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. But he's really not like that dominating either right. to like, Oh, he definitely deserves to be an all-star. He's put on like what sixteen and nine, which I mean, good numbers for right. sure. But it's because of the team, I think. If they, yeah. if they had ten less wins, I don't think he's getting in. Yeah, and I think Lillard is getting in. I still think Lillard should be in it, just because. I mean, he's not a bad team, but he's still a good player, and he didn't get in last year, and they were a good team. Right. So he got snubbed, in my opinion, back to back years, and I think this year Aldridge essentially took his spot. Yeah, and I think I think another argument you can make for it is that if Lillard doesn't get elected into the All Star games. He doesn't participate in the events, and I want to see him in the no, events. No, he's good at the events too. Yeah. That's the thing. So, well, I mean, what it comes, you got to think though. Like, I want to say Aldridge took a spot, but essentially it was Kobe that took his spot. Because right. Yeah. If this was Kobe's last year, well, he still might have gotten voted in because those people love him, but <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. And all and Lillard is essentially is that guy who would take the spot. So next year. I don't. I if Lillard gets snubbed next year, I'm done. I'm never watching again because next year that should be his spot if he's doing what he's doing now. Um, but yeah. All right, we'll 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 mark that down and we'll we'll see where you're at a year <laughs> from now. But yeah, I agree with the Lillard. Like I believe that he does deserve it. I don't really think there's anybody else. And, and that's an interesting point to make the argument over Kobe. And I've heard these ideas like maybe giving a legacy spot each year, like an honorable spot. Uh, what do you think of that idea? Like reserving one, adding one extra spot. I do kind of like that because, like, say Duncan was to come back again, because like maybe right. he, he wants his last rodeo and doesn't want to go out with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Duncan deserves to be there too, right? So he would get that spot next year, or maybe a Garnett could have got it this year, a Paul Pierce, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's a cool idea. I actually never even heard of that. Yeah, and and also there was another idea, maybe just overall in general, making an NBA roster size fifteen instead of instead of twelve. And adding adding that to the field, I don't know about that because, like you said, the East last year wasn't even like a, a cool squad. Really, yeah. like they had four Hawks on the team. Like that's not even like that exciting. And with that, with adding three more guys, then you're taking away the excitement Minutes, of yeah. the, the excitement of the guys who we really want to see. Right, right. So right. I don't know. I do like the legacy idea, actually, though. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. I'm trying to remember now where I heard it. Uh, it was somewhere. It was one of the ESPN guys. I think it was Zach Lowe that brought it up in one of his podcasts, a little post. Uh, great listen, by the way. I recommend that for sure. Uh, so, with that being said, like I, I like that legacy idea. And do you think though? Do you think that with these changes, like because we both acknowledge that every year the fans pretty much f up the rotation or yeah. f up the the selections. Do you think they should make some changes to the All Star voting, or do you like giving the fans the power? Why? Well, I don't like giving the power by any means, but I do like that they are involved. Like right. they have a say of who they want to see. But it's like it seems that they don't pick the right guys. Like who we want to see. Like it's weird. Like because I'm a fan and I vote, but I didn't vote for who they voted for. I mm-hmm. didn't vote for Carmelo and Wade to start the game. Nor do I think they should be starting it by excitement wise or uh, deserving wise. But a market like New York is obviously gonna cast all their votes and Carmelo winded up in in that spot so I mean I can't I'm not going to complain about it but I don't necessarily like it all the time like sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't and when it doesn't it's kind of annoying because it's like what are you going to do yeah yeah uh so like I said wow now that now that I think about that legacy spot more I kind of do like that because I, I do think like each year, there's always somebody well, that earns it. Next year, like I said, it'd be Duncan or yeah, Dirk. Or Dirk, yeah. One of the two. So, yeah. you know, at least next year, you, th- you would have that spot. What I've heard of this idea where, like, the fans vote in their players, but they don't necessarily, like, vote in the All-Stars. Like, they vote in, like, 
they vote in like five, three to five guys or something. I've heard, it was this radical idea. I forget where I heard it from, but they vote in like three to five guys, and then like the coaches just like kind of pick the rosters and like organize them how they are. But the counter argument to this whole thing is like you look at you look at like the Hall of Fame ballots and like All Stars appearances really matter sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like because twenty years from now. You're not going to know th- these players the way our generation knows them. You're just going to look at, okay, three all-star appearances, average 20 a game, cool, he could score, but he only made all-star three times. Like, no thanks. Well, that's that, how I was looking for Lillard right now. Right. He, he's still at zero. So. Right, right, yeah. So, so like, there's that argument, but there's also... Uh, so, it, it, they, I do think they have to figure out something to maybe weigh, maybe weighting the, the fan voltage or something, just... Something to where the fans are involved because I do I do like the fans well, being involved. But one thing I might they could I guess borrow the the MLB All Star Game they do they all pick the rosters and then it comes down to one vote. It's a fan vote for each uh, division, the NL and the AL, and it's like four guys and then the fans vote on that who should get the last spot, oh, which I okay. think would be a guy good idea. Like had the mo- eleven most deserving players to be in it. And then the last spot, the twelfth uh, person on each side comes down to the vote, uh, which I think would be a good idea because that way you have the guys that are deserving, and yeah. you pretty much have the guys that you really apparently want to see, like a right. Wade or how, whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, I I like that idea. I am I didn't really I don't follow MLB too much, so I didn't I didn't know that that's how they did that. That's cool, and I think it would create like an ultimate purge for those last spots, like those. Those fans would go crazy yeah. over those last spots. Like you'd see like a million votes, and like the fan voting is a problem because Zaza Pachulia was like twenty thousand away from getting in this year. Like that's a problem. No, he's having a good year, but no, he, right, right, right. Oh, no, God, <laughs> right, yeah. Like he, he was, yeah, he was like fifty thousand votes ahead of Demarcus Cousins. Like something ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, what? And like Demarcus Cousins is like a top five player yeah. in the league. So there, there are some problems, and they do need to be changed. And I think that the legacy spot is one start, and then I also think that weighing the votes or maybe doing what your approach is, maybe vote on the last spot or two or something, give the fans some power because I don't know I don't know if the fans will like that because they'll be used to picking ten guys versus only picking two to four. So uh, it, it would really decrease the fans' power. So I don't know how the fans would take it and how they would react, but tough shit. I think they I think they need to fix it. I mean, it's because, not their league, so yeah. And it's like, and people's legacies are on the line. Like, yeah. and, and I've also heard one thing. We'll go get back to sub snubs real quick that I wanted to mention. Portland is currently eighth right now in the West, and so with Lillard, or I think they just dropped to ninth, but they're basically in the hunt for the playoffs. Whereas Anthony Davis is all the way at the bottom. Some people were saying for the snub, instead of taking out Aldridge, what about taking out Davis, who's on a like poor team, who's like injury gonna, prone? I was thinking that too, but I just feel like Davis is still so realistically good. so good. Yeah. And he's he's pretty entertaining. Like He's a big guy who can move, run the floor, he can alley-oop, he can shoot threes, he can block shots. So I think he's a guy that's deserving and wants to see it, but I was thinking that earlier too. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. It gave me something. I would still take Davis because he's just so good. Like, I, I could see the argument if Davis wasn't as good as he is. Like, if Davis... Because Davis, when he's healthy and playing, he's a top-five guy. So, I don't think... Uh, if he was maybe a top-10, top-15, it'd be a whole nother story. I think you could take him out. But with him being so good, I think you have to take him in. I just thought it was an interesting point. So, with that, to conclude the All-Stars, uh, predict... I, I'm asking you to predict into the future here. Which team wins and who gets MVP? Uh, let's go with. I want. I feel like I say the East every year, and I feel like they don't even win anymore. Really? I don't know. Um, I'll go. I'll go West. Just I'm going West, and I'm going with my boy for the MVP, Boogie Cousins. I'm just gonna go with it. Just ride out your fantasy team. Yeah, ride out the fantasy. But no, seriously, Cousins should be starting the All Star game. Maybe he's got a little grudge. He's not starting. Maybe he comes in. He plays heavy minutes because he. He is a big guy, but it's not like he's like some out of shape mm-hmm. bomb. Like he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna go in there. He's probably gonna dominate because he's the best center in the league flat out. So you know, and I don't know if he 
surprisingly, he's actually a good three-point shooter too. So he can <laughs> he can fill he can fill out the buckets from anywhere on the floor, you know. So let's go west. One forty-two to one thirty-one. Wow. And let's go with Cousins as MVP. So you even gave the score. Even the score. Wow. All right. All right, then I'm going to have to do some scoring on the spot here. And just to procrastinate while I do that, while I think this over in my head, I'll go over the starters for the West are Kobe, Curry, Durant, Leonard, and Westbrook. And then the reserves are Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, James Harden, DeMarcus Cousins, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Anthony Davis. Then in the East, you have starting, you have Kyle Lowry and Dwayne Wade as the backcourt, and then the front court with no center, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, LeBron James, and the reserves are John Wall, Jimmy Butler, Andre Drummond, Chris Bosh, DeMar DeRozan, Paul Millsap, and Isaiah Thomas. So with that being said, I still don't know. I, the I West, like the West, the West sounds quote-unquote sexier. I feel like that's yeah. a more attractive team. I just... The guys like Melo, Wade, um, and Millsad just don't sound that exciting. As like, Leonard, yeah, Durant, Cousins, yeah, Cousins, Harden off the bench, like yeah, like that. And I don't know, that's that, pretty good. That West team is really, is really, really good. Um, so I, I think the West is always a safe pick every year because they've won. I don't quote me on this. I'm just taking a guess, but I think it's like eight of the last eleven, something like that. Like. The West always wins. The West has the better players uh, than the East every year. So the East really doesn't win much. So I'll agree with the West, but I'm going with, and I I thought about this earlier before we recorded, and I'm still hesitant to pick it, but I'm going to ride out with it. I think Kobe gets the MVP because oh uh, it isn't it isn't fan-selected, the voting, right? It's, it's yeah, not, I is it? So. Or, I think so. Yeah, I'm not entirely so. sure if the fans have a vote in the MVP or not. I think they do. You think they do? Okay, well, if that's the case, then it's a lock. <laughs> but if it's not, I don't know. Kobe's just going to come out gunning. He's going to say, you know what? Um, turning back the clocks. Yeah, I'm turning back the clocks. He just dropped 38 last week. He's feeling pretty good. I mean, I, I think Shaq, Shaq won the MVP in his last All-Star game. I think that was his last one that year. He Yeah, it might have been. In 09, I think it was. It so might have Maybe, maybe he tries to outdo Shaq. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think, uh, I think I'm gonna stick with Kobe. But if not, I think another interesting pick would be Westbrook because Westbrook almost dropped like he went insane last, last year. year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, he was like he was like two points away from tying or from breaking the record for most points in a All Star game. I believe he was at 50 or 49 or something like that, and so. He was really good last year, so I could see him just being the aggressive nature that he is. I could totally see him going for it. But uh, I'm going to stick with Kobe. I'm going to believe in Kobe, and we'll ride it out, and we'll see what happens. All right, so all-star rosters are done. That's Sunday night. Just to give you a rundown, I'll go back to the NBA app, and it will tell you. Okay, so the scheduling breakdown, just to get into it, is starting Friday night, this Friday, the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game, coached by Drake and Kevin Hart. It has some NBA guys as well as some stars. Uh, Chauncey Billups, T- Tracy McGrady, T-Mac, and, which I'm really excited to see T-Mac back. And uh, it ha- it'll have some celebrities too, some Canadian-based celebrities and some American celebrities because it is in Toronto, in case you've been sleeping under a rock. <laughs> uh, then we'll have the BBVA Rising Stars Challenge, which is... All first and second year players, and it's split up Team USA versus Team World. This is the second time they're doing this. They started it for the first time last year. And then on Saturday, that'll be it for Friday. So then Saturday on February 13th, it'll be the D-League All-Star Game at 2 p.m. And then on uh, and then the NBA All-Star Saturday night event, my favorite night of the weekend, will be on TNT at 8 p.m., uh, Look out for that one. That one's going to be always, that's always fun. Like I said, it's my favorite day of the weekend. And then Sunday, also on TNT, will be the West versus East All-Star Game starting at 8 p.m. So that's the rundown of the schedule, and now we'll get into the events. So starting with the Rising Stars Challenge, uh, do you like the roster, and do you think there are any snubs? Uh, I think the rosters are fine. 
there's only so much you could do almost it seems like for team world like they have good players but they do have some players you questionable, might, questionable yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um like we were talking earlier i think team usa marcus smart seemed a little odd to me he's mm-hmm. really not been what he was supposed to be uh, I think you could fill him with our hometown boy, Stanley Johnson. Absolutely. Um, so that sucks not to see him in there. But I, I do like the I like the game a lot. I thought the rookie versus sophomores really worn worn itself out after, you know, so many years. Right. So I really like the USA versus World thing just to give it's almost like they're playing for something still and the fans also are like right. wanting to see who's gonna win that. So I think it's a you know, it's a fair matchup, and I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice theme, and uh, I kind of like I like this theme, but I kind of liked back a couple years ago when they did the draft, where they had the pool and they drafted. That was that was, was pretty Shaq fun. And Barkley. Yeah, like I mean, some of those picks were kind of dumb, yeah. but like it was still fun. Uh, it was still a good I mean, event. It's 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 entertainment purposes, and that's, right. I mean that's what it was for sure. But like and like me being a basketball geek, like I enjoy like all sorts of fancy drafts. Like ten years ago when they did that, you remember they did that all time draft? Yeah, yeah, like things like that. I enjoy. Um, so I would have liked to have seen that, and I totally agree. Stanley Johnson should have definitely made it over Marcus Smart at least. Uh, maybe somebody, maybe somebody like Alfred Payton as well. Uh, Justice Winslow could have been another guy who could have got in, uh, but yeah, I agree. Like the team, the team USA is kind of hard to pick, and then the team, the team world is like it has some good heavy names: Christos Przingis and Andrew Wiggins leading it, and then it also has, uh, then it also has Mario Hazonia, which is a secret weapon. He's gonna unleash. I love that guy. So. And then after that, it kind of gets to some random, not really random, but not known people, not really great people like Raul Nadal. Like, you could definitely find an American that's better than him. Definitely. So that that's kind of the problem with the team world. But I like it because it's kind of an underlining theme throughout the entire weekend because it's in Toronto for the first time. It's outside of U.S. for the first time. And it, I feel like it gives a good chance for guys to like put on a showcase that right. might not get that attention like these guys in Utah, like Lyles and Nato. So yeah. I feel like that's definitely cool for them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, I like it, but um, you know, I just wish there was better uh, world prospects, and there really isn't. So that's kind of, this, that's kind of where it suffers in this. But uh, overall, I, I like it, and I think... I'm going to go with, if I had to predict right now, that Team USA wins. I just think that they're deeper and they kind of wipe the floor. But this this kind of event is weird because it's a no-defense event. It's a really fun, up-paced, high-scoring. It's, like, it's pretty much who's feeling it at the time. Right, right, right. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, like like Tim Hardaway and Deion Waiters yeah, that had that awesome. duel yeah. a couple years ago. Isaiah Thomas got in. So like it's always it's always very fun, and I definitely recommend this. This is a great watch. And so I think that Team USA wins, but Team World, you know, if Chris Stops or Wiggins or Hazonia take over and just unleash, they could actually win because it is, like we said, a no defense contest. So it's very interesting, but I'm going to go with Team USA. And actually, you know what? No, I'm going to switch. I, I, I have a feeling that Team World's going to do it. It's, it's in Canada, which is outside the U.S. So I think Wiggins is going to put on a show, but I think Hazonia my boy is going to ride out and get the MVP. I think he's going to come out guns blazing. Chris, who do you think wins? I was I was going to pick Team World, but you just picked him, so I'm not. I'm not <laughs> so you can go against me. Yeah, might as well go against you, make it a little more fun. So right. let's go Team USA. If you look at the roster, they're definitely more stacked than well-known right. players. Like Towns and Oak for already is just overwhelming. It seems like. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. It should be a fun game. All right, so who do you think gets MVP then if you're picking USA? Uh, let's go. Mm-mm-mm. Towns, I think Towns is. Yep. The I think Towns is pretty much the best player in the game. Maybe Wiggins ahead of him, yeah. but he's really good and he's gonna get a scene amount of, like every ungodly amount of rebounds. Like sometimes <laughs> in these games, you see guys with yeah. like 25 rebounds. Yeah, and he he sometimes he gets like 20 in regular season. So. Well, he, what know. was that? Uh, what was that year when Kenneth Fareed won? Remember when they got when Fareed got like probably those like insane amount ago, of probably. rebounds? Yeah. yeah, he got like, oh God, I don't even remember, but I think it was like thirty-two. Yeah, even know. it was ridiculous. It was a, such a high number. So, uh, and then he had like forty points to go yeah. with it. Like he looked like he looked like he was Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> back in the sixties. Like 
in the 70s. So uh, this event is really fun. And just to break down the rosters for you so you guys can see and make your own opinions for yourself, Team USA has Jordan Clarkston, Rodney Hood, Zach Levine, Nerlens Noel, Alfred Payton, Okafor, Jahil Okafor, that is, Jabari Parker, D'Angelo Russell, Marcus Smart, and Anthony Towns. Pretty guard-heavy. It's got some mobile bigs, too, though, so it's going to be very interesting. It's a very fast-paced up and down. Uh, and then Team World has Bojan Bojanovic of the Nets, Clint Capella, Mario Hazonia, uh, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, Emmanuel Moutier, Raul Nato, Christos Porzingis, Andrew Wiggins, Dwight Powell, and Trey Lyles, who is replacing the injured Nikola Mirotic. So again, it's going to be interesting. If you look at the rosters, like you said, USA is more stacked, but I just got a feeling that my boy Mario Hazonia is going to pull it out. I'm predicting it right now. Hazonia drops 38. Oh, man. 38 on him, which is kind of not really a lot, but I, I, I'm picking Hazonia. Hazonia drops 38, Wiggins and Przingis, they each, all three of them drop 30. That's what I'm predicting. And I, and I think that's going to be enough for Team World to win. So, moving on, we'll go with uh, interesting. an interesting thing happened this year. Uh, just a week ago, when all the lists were announced and all the events were announced, they announced that the Shooting Stars Challenge is no longer an option after Bosch and his team was a three-peat team. It was a game, for those of you who may have watched but not remember, it was the first event where you start with a mid-range, then you go to a three-point shot, and then you go to a half-court shot, and you have th- three people. You have a former NBA player, a current NBA player, and a WNBA player. So it was, it was a very entertaining, uh, very entertaining. I liked it. I liked the event, but some people, you know, didn't really care for it. Uh, Chris, are you okay with them just cutting this out? I think I'm fine with it. I used to join a lot when the Pistons weren't in and the Spurs yeah, were always Yeah, when they had there. the cities, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, the cities was cool. Um, like another kind of thing, kind of worn itself out. Uh, it's it's a quick event, too, so it's not like... It's not like you're saving that yeah, much time. Yeah, and it was... I don't know. I like that it was kind of diverse. Like you said, you get the NBA old players, and then you get the uh, players now, and then the WNBA players, of course. But I don't really have a problem with it. Like, I'm not going to miss it so much. So it's it's fine with me. Right. Like, I'm not going to cry about it. But yeah. uh, I, I would have liked to have seen it. And I would have just – I I wish that if they were removing an event that they would add an event. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I know what you mean. So if you had to pick – or if if you could think – can you think of any events that you would have liked to have seen them add? Honestly, no. Like – I, I brought we brought this up last year and it's not even my idea but oh yeah yeah we're talking about the, uh, the, the 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 one the three v three or right yeah, well like the, either one like one yeah. player and then like a like Mike scenario where they miraculously draw this ticket from the crowd and here comes Bow Wow coming out there to school LeBron something like that I don't know I think that'd be cool and like it would definitely bring in the attendance like you would want right. to you would well, want to be there you want a shot to play curry so i don't yeah, know yeah attendance isn't a problem no uh, but the problem like it's always sold out every year but the problem is like very few fans actually get in because it's so celebrity driven like i seen uh i seen a stat that said like less than or around 10% of the of the people in there are actual fans like they're not celebrities or managers or or nba guys so it is a very so like that's a problem with that. But um, you brought it up last year on the podcast, and it was really interesting. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Nick, brought it up, and he said that what you do is you um, you have you have a superstar like Kevin Durant, and he draws a name from a raffle, right? And yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. And it's one of the fans in the crowd, and whoever it is, they come down, and you play one on one versus a superstar and another random fan from the crowd. And it's, it would just be, like, a great way to get the fans involved. So I really like that idea. Uh, also, there's the horse idea, which I really like. Uh, they had it that one year. It was kind of cool. Uh, I thought I thought that if you gave it the opportunity, it could really be a good game. But the problem with that is, like, horse could be either five minutes or yeah. or, or an hour. So you don't really know. So uh, that's, like, the problem with horse because I heard that there was – lot of talk that they wanted to bring that in but again it's such a it's such an unpredictable event that you, you really don't know what you're getting so ultimately i'm okay with them axing it uh because i do like the other challenges and i do think 
of the four challenges, that was definitely the weakest one. And so we'll move on to the first challenge this year now, the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, which indeed seen an interesting switch. Uh, shout out to the starters at NBA TV, Jay Skeets, Tess, all them. They've been campaigning for years, since before they were even on NBA TV, that they wanted to see big men in the Skills Challenge, talented big men. And so this year they finally got it. Here is the field for the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. It is Patrick Beverly, the reigning champ, followed by DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, C.J. McCollum, Carl Anthony Towns, Isaiah Thomas, and Jordan Clarkston. So it's going to be a very interesting field. And what it is, for those of you who don't know, is it's an obstacle course with uh, dribbling, passing, shooting, all the things. And so it's, it's definitely geared towards guards, but I think a lot of these versatile forwards like Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns, a lot of these versatile big men are going to be very well suited. And I think they can actually kind of hold up on their own on this. Chris, do you like the changes to the event? Yeah, I definitely like the change. We don't know the format, I guess we were saying, but right. it is for essentially four bigs and four guards. guards. So I would like to see them kind of break them up into brackets with the four bigs and the four guards together, and then the winner of each bracket go head-to-head in the final. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting to see. Um it's definitely a cool scenario because it's not like the bigs are not talented. Like they have, they're they're very skillful, so it's gonna be cool to see what they can put on. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, and I think it's it's a little new spice to it, and I really hope that that's how they do it—that they break them apart into brackets. Because I just think, I just think like if you see guard center guard center every time, that's gonna be kind of that's not gonna be as entertaining as watching all big men and all guards yeah. at the same time go head to head. So I like it. Um, and so with that, is there anybody in this challenge that you would have liked to have seen? Like, if, if you could take anybody out, add anybody in, who would you? Um, yeah, I would say Airport Zingas. I think he's cool, <laughs> man. He seems he, he seems awesome. I, he's a fan favorite, as we know that. Like, yeah. he was, like, in the top five highest-selling jersey. Like, he was ahead of, like, these huge names. He and, almost got voted into the All-Star, yeah, too. Yeah, I was actually surprised he didn't. But I think that'd be cool to see him in there because he's in the uh, Team World Team USA. But I think that's the only thing he's in for the weekend. So I think that'd have been cool because I think he's he's obviously really popular, and it would have been cool to get him into another event. So yeah, I, I think I think you'll see him if they keep this this big man tradition. I think you'll see him get get some as he as he grows up yeah. and becomes a better player. But uh, yeah, he would be interesting. So who would you then take out if you're if you're adding that? Uh, say I'm adding him into the bigs. I would take out. Of the bigs, yeah. Of the four bigs. Uh, I would say Towns. I was going to say Green because I don't like Draymond Green. But <laughs> I th- well, I just like a, as of watching him, I don't like him. He's a good player. But I think he's probably the biggest threat out of the bigs. So I would say Towns just because I feel like Towns isn't as – I don't know. Like I just feel like he isn't as – I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say cool, but like – Yeah, he's not as entertaining. Yeah, he's not. I, I see what you're saying. So get Air Porzingis in there. Yeah. Yeah, anybody else for your fantasy team you want to add? You already got Cousins in here. <laughs> oh, no, I traded Porzingis. Oh, yeah, that's right. You traded him. So, oh, Porzingis. <laughs> you miss him? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right. So if I had to if I had to pick a, a Ross uh, snub, I would like to go with who? That's, that's tough. Um, man. If I had to go with a big man, a big man snub, I want to think of a big man snub. I like Porzingis a lot, but if you had to put me on the spot for a big man snub, who would that be? Uh, Aaron Gordon. I don't know if he really counts, but I'd like to see him. He's pretty versatile and pretty fun. Uh, he's a power forward, so I think I think he qualifies. Uh, I would like to see him. Or, but if I'm just thinking of a guard, like I think you could find a better guard than Jordan Clarkston. Yeah, you definitely. know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, somebody like Damian Lillard maybe it would be fun. He's already been in this event though. If you wanted a fresh leg, uh, just throw in Hazonia. Just throw in Hazonia. I like that. What about a throwback? We bring in Nash and Parker. Yeah. I feel like they were in the event for like. Oh yeah. Years in a row. That was crazy. That's that was great be, though. Yeah, it used to be really good that back then. Yeah. That. Um. Uh, Jimmy Butler was in it last year. Who who else? If you could think, Brandon Jennings, I think could somebody be good for it. But he 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 was already in it. Um, yeah, there's really not many good guards that haven't been in it already. Uh, so 
yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with Damian Lillard again. I I'd like to see him over Jordan Clarkston. Uh, maybe maybe uh, throw in Aaron Gordon over one of the bigs like Cousins. I would have to. I'd say if you had to replace a big, <laughs> don't get defensive now. If if I had to replace a big, I think it'd be Cousins because I think of them, he's like the slowest of them all. You know what I mean? Like it, it's an obstacle course. So I feel like Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns. I yeah. feel like they're more mobile than Cousins, even though Cousins is mobile. But if I had to, sorry, Chris, Cousins would get the axe. All right, so that's enough for the skills challenge. Well, actually, wait, before we go, we didn't get an actual winner. Who do you think, let's say, let's go with your theory of splitting up the bigs and the guards. Who makes the finals and who wins? Uh, Anthony Davis versus Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas for the win. Wow, that was fast. Okay, uh, I'm going... I'm going Draymond Green versus Patrick Beverly. Draymond Green wins. I think Pe- Beverly's been in it before. He's got the feel of it. I think he's going to do well, and I think he'll he'll get through the guards. And then I think Draymond Green will get through the bigs. And I think Draymond Green will win because if there's any big, I think on this list, I think it's Draymond Green that could win it. Um, so we'll go with that, and now we'll move on to the three point shootout, my favorite event of the night. All right. So, just to list off the participants of the three-point contest, you got, of course, Steph Curry. I mean, obviously, the defending champion and the three-point god. James Harden, uh, Clay Thompson, or er, current splash bar, right? Why did I say former? Uh, Chris Middleton of the of the Milwaukee Bucks, kind of a surprise sneak in there for one of the last spots. Kyle Lowry, hometown Toronto, uh, Toronto Raptor. J.J. Redick who's shooting unbelievable this season. He's shooting 50% from three. He's insane. Uh, Chris Bosh, I felt like they needed to add a big man there, so I think that's why Bosh made it. Bosh is a pretty good three-point shooter. And the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Suns, the one bright spot in Phoenix <laughs> that we talked about earlier in our other podcast, uh, Devin Booker. This guy can really shoot. I like him a lot. Um, so I, I'm, I was happy to see him involved in it. So do you like the field, Chris? Yeah, I think the field's actually really good. It's actually pretty powerful in the stars. Like, at least half of these guys are all-stars. Curry, Harden, Clay, Bosh, all all-stars. Yeah. And Lowry. And Lowry. And Middleton, honestly, could have been. Yeah. But, you know, it's definitely a good field. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, is there anyone you would like to swap out? No, honestly, I think it's pretty good. I I, I mean, agree. I like. I, I honestly don't mind Bosch, but I not, but I do like having a big in there. So yeah. I'm not going to complain about it. I just right. really know when I would change out. Yeah, I think if you had to take one out, I think it'd be Middleton or Bosch. But Bosch, you're not really going to find a better equipped big man for this for yeah. this competition. Maybe Dirk, but he's, he's maybe your boy Chris stops. Maybe maybe Cousins. <laughs> maybe Cousins. <laughs> Jeez, just throw him in every event this year. <laughs> Jeez, this guy's in love with them. All right, so. It's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Curry's going to win this, right? Like, if you had to if you had to take the if you had to put a percentage on Curry winning, what would it be? Seventy. Seventy. Okay. Yeah. Like I would feel I I think I would feel like pretty confident putting some money on him, but I don't want to go with everyone. Like everyone's going to say, "Oh, Curry, this Curry, that." I'm not going to go, with go Curry. against the grain. I'm gonna. I'm saying Chris Middleton wins. Chris Middleton? I think so. Wow, in the pregame, you had a different pick there. I know. I was thinking Devin Booker. Um, I like Booker a lot. He's, so, he's also on my fantasy team, if you didn't Jesus. know that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Booker's really good, though. Like He was drafted essentially because he's a good shooter, and he's one of those guys that's going to stay in the league and literally just make a career off threes, which pretty yeah. much J.J. Redick does. <laughs> right. Um, so he's going to be one of those guys. Um but him being a rookie might not be well known or like that popular, so I think he's an underdog. So I I want to go with one of those two, Middleton or Booker. Don't I'm not going to say a hundred percent winner, but I think one of those two will win. No Splash Bros. No Splash Bros. Wow. Okay, that is that is a pretty bold statement there. Um, even though we are hedging our bets by saying Curry's the majority, I'm going with Curry. I'm just not going to doubt him. But I like Booker. The only the only uh slight I have against him would be that he is he is a rookie it is his first time in the event so sometimes like people it took Curry like four tries to get this right yeah but so, it, it could also put like a chip on his shoulder like okay I'm here on a big right. stage I want to show what I, I got I, I'm not saying that it's nervousness but I think like you know it's you your first time in the event yeah so definitely. 
So I, I, I would hesitate to say like Booker could either do really well or really bad. Like I, Harden, Harden did terrible. So um, Harden, I don't think, I don't think he'll he'll be a threat. Uh, I think Curry, if you had to pick a biggest threat to him, it sounds so basic to say Clay. Like, it, but it's it's got to be Clay or Redick or I think Bosch is kind of a sleeper. You think so? You think Bosch has a shot or no? No, 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 no dinosaur. Know, wait a minute. <laughs> no dinosaur. Wait a minute. It is his former team, so he could, he could want to show what the fans he hit what they were missing. You yeah, know, he was there, even so. though he left them, and he has no reason to spite them. <laughs> but yeah, but they might be salty. They might be booing him. He's like, okay, all right, I'll show you what I got. Still, <laughs> still, all right. So, with that being said, we like the rosters. We're excited. I'm taking Curry. He's taking most likely Curry, but if not, Middleton or Booker, right? And my if not Curry would be Chris Bosh. I'm going with Chris Bosh. Let me finalize the pick real quick. Curry's out the door. I'm going Chris Middleton. Oh wow. So you're just you're just I'm going Middleton. Alright. Wow. Alright. Curry Curry, the guy who's like who's dominating the league in three point shooting. Yeah, you're really not gonna take him. Nope. The best three point shooter ever. Uh-uh. The best shooter ever. Yeah, that's debatable. Alright. I'm all still right. I'm st- give him some time. I'm still a Ray Allen guy. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Well that's another debate for another podcast. So we'll leave it at that. Uh slam dunk contest. The rosters are Will Barton I can't really call it a roster, it's four guys, but the participants are Will Barton of the Denver Nuggets, the surprise phenom. Andre Drummond of the Detroit Pistons. Very happy about that selection. Got to represent. Um, who, oh, Zach Levine. Yeah, Levine. that guy, Zach Levine, who's yeah, pretty good. That defending who's, champion, Zach yeah, Levine. Yeah, he's pretty good at dunking. I heard he can dunk pretty well. And then Aaron Gordon, who I'm I'm surprised. I'm really excited for, and I think he can surprise a lot of people. So I I like the field. Chris, do you like the field? Yeah, the, field, the field's actually pretty good. Uh, Drummond's an all-star, so that's cool to have an all-star in the event. Right. Um, Levine, the fitting champ, of course, he's going to be back. Barton, a young guy, surprised a lot of people. I like him being in there. And then Gordon, when Gordon was coming out of college, I didn't agree, but he was getting comparisons to Blake Griffin. I, right. didn't, I didn't really see that star power, but I see the style of play. The, in the athleticism, and, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. And Blake, was, Blake won the dunk contest, and there's that theory of, like, oh, it's rigged. I think it was in L.A. that year, too, and he dunked over the Kia, and that dunk was pretty lame. But his dunks before that were really good, so right. Gordon might uh, surprise people with his athleticism and what he can do. Yeah, I think, I think he has the potential. I think if you had to pick... Uh, if you had to pick one person to dethrone Zach Levine, I think he's the guy. But I think I think this one's even more clear cut than the three point contest. I think Zach Levine's just gonna shut this one down again. Do you think we're gonna see a shutdown or do you think somebody's gonna actually come close if not de- dethrone? First off, let me uh, apologize to Zach Levine personally. Last year we did this podcast and I was not excited for Levine whatsoever. I just didn't <laughs> think it was like even cool that he was in it and he was awesome like he was really good yeah. so for the record i was also i was also against levine so yeah we we both uh we he, both messed up on that yeah one. he he was very surprisingly very very good um like it's a cliche thing like with the whole curry thing i don't want to say levine's gonna come out and win but he's probably the favorite like drumming like you said he's kind of yeah. gumpy <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Will Barton, I don't know. I don't know who to really even go with. I would say Levine's the just favorite. Go with, just go with the main pick for once, damn yeah. it. All right, I'll go with the main pick. I'll follow along with Levine. But watch, this year he's going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what's the over-under? Because we, we both agree that Drummond is a complete gump. If you've ever watched him run fast breaks or dribble the ball up himself. I just don't know what he can do. Like, right. How long can he hang in the air for? What's yeah, he he, gonna... I don't think he's the Dwight Howard athlete. But I think he's good athlete. Yeah, I mean his wingspan's crazy. He could probably do something like JaVale McGee. Yeah, like he could probably dunk on like fourteen foot rim. Like yeah, that'd maybe, be kind of cool. Maybe he'll pull that out. I don't know. I, I like, don't know. yeah, I don't. One, I don't think he's that creative. But what's the over under on him missing a dunk and falling? Well, I know you said it was like sixty percent chance that happens. I yeah, don't know. I. <laughs> I think it's a sixty percent chance he either misses a dunk or just flat out falls. You might trip on a shoelace. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I love you, Drummond, but yeah, this this might not be your event. 
So, with that being said, though, we have, to kind of circle back to an earlier topic, we have, uh, for the record, though, I am going Levine as well as you. Yeah. So, we'll see We'll see how that goes. Um, but we, we talked about earlier how they cut out the rising, or not the rising stars, the shooting stars challenge. And so, we were talking about replacement ideas, and I heard this, I heard this idea again, and this was on the starters, so credit to starters again for coming up with this great idea, and I heard it on their drop pod, and they were talking about how if you're not going to add an event, maybe add more people to the event. Maybe they, we've been searching for a way to fix a dunk contest, and really ultimately I think you and I are both of the mindset that it's just it just has to be good dunkers, like it just it just has to, the dunks have to be good in order, that's all it matters, but there is an idea of maybe adding more people instead of going to four, or instead of having four, go to maybe six or eight. What do you think about that idea? The problem with that, I feel like the more guys, the less chance, or the more common it is to see repetitive donks. Right. Whether it's literally the same donks that the contest or from previous years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I like... I think... Well, I don't think... It's not always been four. I don't think. Uh, it used to. It used like, to I not feel be. Like, I feel like in the nineties, there's probably eight guys. Like I feel yeah. that. But that's when it was still kind of fresh, you know. Right. So the more opportunities for dunks, but also like guys have been. I feel like have progressively getting more athletic, so mm-hmm. they can have more chances at dunks we may have never seen. I don't know. Maybe like I. I really don't know. Maybe you... maybe put Vince Carter in there for a throwback. <laughs> Jesus, he he can he still dunk? Uh, there's actually a thing, like, I seen it a couple weeks ago, and he missed a dunk in the game. I was just like, this is it. (laughs) This is it. He's riding out in the sunset with Kobe. Yeah, he used to be my favorite player, and now it's like, he's on Memphis on the bench, ruining his stats. I'm just like, I like that he still likes to play. You see that thing, like, it was like a week ago, and he's like, 20 years would be cool. I want to be like Kobe. So, and this year is his 19th. Oh, one more it. year. Don't do it. One more year. He's returning to Toronto to get the ring next year. Oh, does... and he's getting that legacy spot in the. All-time yeah, game. yeah. That's that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Does he get the legacy? Oh, spot? definitely. He's 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 deserving. He's right. an awesome player. Yeah, yeah. I love Vince Carter. Um, so the idea to fix the dunk contest, I like the idea of adding more people, and I say sure, why not? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna cut out an event, not replace it. Add more people to the dunk contest. Maybe there's a chance, like you said. How about this? How about the fans want to get involved? You vote in one person to the dunk contest. Oh, I like that. And you cannot decline. Yeah. Like LeBron, you can't decline. Yeah, like put it in Because he would essentially probably get voted in because he yeah. never did it. They, they would probably, the fans would be dumb and probably vote in Kobe. Oh, my, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. Yeah, that'd I, be he, terrible. Uh, he was good in like 98 in the dunk contest or whenever that was. Yeah. <laughs> 97 I think was the year he won it 97-98 yeah so (laughs) I like that fan idea of voting it in maybe if you take away their all-star voting but you let them vote in the weekend categories yeah no that would be cool because they're still getting involved and like pretty much the main dessert is the all-star game so leave that up to yeah the people that the educated people yeah exactly to put it nicely yeah definitely all right so, with that being said, we've talked about how the slam dunk contest we talked about last year in length because the year before last year was really bad in terms of dunk contests. So, we've kind of kept talking about this idea. Should the main event be the three-point shootout? I would say no, just because I feel like the fans get... Even if it is a boss, I still... The fan like, they come back the next year and they have hope. Like, it's going to be good. And if they don't have hope... Well, and it is good, then they're surprised, like, oh, yeah. that was really good. I just still think it's the most exciting. I think it's the coolest. So I think it definitely should remain as the the finale. Right. I, I think, like, like, put it this way. The slam dunk at its highest is way, way greater than the three-point shooting at its highest. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Way more entertaining. So I, I agree. I think that the events should stay how they are. And uh, I'd like to maybe next year hopefully find out some uh some new event because i think it's about time for a new event i really had one you you think there's just such short amount of time like yeah are they gonna pull one out yeah i think they're just trying to save money this year yeah they might be all right 
So with that being said, we will end it there. That is your second annual All Star Weekend NBA All Star Weekend podcast. Again, this is Chris Platty with Chris Phillips, and we had a great time with these predictions. And you can follow us on Twitter and uh, comment at us. I'm at crispy1132. You are at Chris Phillips underscore three. All right, and that's that. And you can tweet at us about uh, maybe throw us some suggestions for our next podcast and uh, maybe tweet at us and see tweet us your thoughts on who's going to win these uh, these challenges and all, all this event. So again, I will end with this. I will recap the weekend event for you in case you missed it in the first part of the uh, podcast. It will be at 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday. It will be the Celebrity All-Star Game. Again, that's on ESPN. And then from after that, it goes to uh, it goes to the Rising Stars on TNT at nine. And from here on out, everything is on TNT. So Friday, you have at nine p.m. Eastern. These are Eastern times, by the way. You have the Team USA versus Team World. And then uh, on Saturday night, you have at eight p.m. You have the NBA All Star Saturday night. And then Sunday, you have the uh, the actual All Star Game itself at 8 p.m. on TNT, East vs. West. So again, this is our second annual podcast. Had a great time with this, and look to see you guys next year, and uh, enjoy the weekend. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.